Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Ad News Podcast. The podcast that celebrates the industry's penchant for a sociable drop and a chat. Welcome to the Ad News Podcast, produced for us by Nova. This is a special edition of our podcast from our Ad News Live Reframing Australia event. Our next presentation is um, a a duo which many of you will probably be familiar with. Um, One brand, an ad campaign over the last couple of years, which has consistently kind of pushed the pushed the boundaries and definitely got the subject of multiculturalism and diversity in advertising in the headlines is Meat and Livestock Australia's You Never Lamb Alone. So if I could introduce Scott now from uh, the Monkeys and Andrew Howie from the former marketing manager of Meat and Livestock Australia to take to the stage and then I will join them for a short Q&A afterwards. We're doing it up here. I think we just do it everywhere. All right. Tony Robbins style. Yeah. Got the Madonna microphones going. Um, well, firstly, thank you very much for having us. Um, as Rosie touched on, Scott and I do spend a bit of time together. Um, and I guess when we talk about this stuff, we always like to start by saying we talk a lot about diversity and the importance of doing it, and we don't necessarily represent it ourselves. Two um, white middle-aged blokes in blue, blue sports jackets and brown shoes. Here we are. And beards. You know, we, we did a similar kind of thing at the Australian Multicultural Awards last year, and the irony wasn't, wasn't lost on us. No, no, no. And, and I guess it's an important place to start because it doesn't necessarily matter who you are, what your background is, or, or where you come from, etc. Um, you know, your, your, your personal purpose and, and finding brands or working on brands that also have really clear purpose. Uh, and so what we'll go through today, I actually don't even know how to work this thing, but, oh, if I press that. All right, so uh, connecting with a new, younger target audience. So I, I guess um, it's, I always start by saying that um, MLA did and has always done great advertising. Um, and Scott and I have just been lucky enough over the last three or four years to be in a position to have, have some sort of influence over that. Uh, and our personal conversation we have is making sure that we leave the place in better shape than we found it. And so I guess, you know, to Rosie's point, I'm kind of talking about a past life here, but I, I am really proud of the work that we share today. Um, but it actually started uh, in about 1989 This is Naomi Watts. You might know Naomi Watts. She's a super mega Hollywood star, but she actually started out, uh, and there was nothing dodgy about this. Like, I know people have had to do really weird stuff to get a break uh, in Hollywood, but actually all she had to do was um, do this for us. Okay, folks, here we go. We're going to dial the winner of our Dinner with Tom Cruise competition. Hello. Hello, Julie Rankin. Yeah. Nice work, Julie. You've scored a Dinner with Tom Cruise. Ew. Yes, the stretch limousine will take you to a top city restaurant, then a romantic dinner, just you and Tom. Fantastic. When? Tonight. Tonight? I'm sorry, I can't. What? Mum's doing a lamb roast. Oh, great, yeah. Um, I hope you realise I gave up a Dinner with Tom Cruise for this. Never mind, love. You can go out with him any night. <laughs> Right, so that's, uh, that's 1989, 
uh, Naomi before she was a Hollywood star, uh, but she's very much a Hollywood star now. We had this dream of recreating that ad a couple of years ago, 750 grand. Uh, Just her, for her. Her fee's gone up a little bit over, yeah. over the years. <laughs> Uh, even for where, you know, her big break, uh, didn't really care about. The funny thing is the dad in that video, uh, in that piece of content is actually my best mate's dad. Uh, and I always laugh because they dubbed over his voice. Uh, so whenever he brings it up, I go, yeah, mate, but your, your voice isn't good enough for television. So I just try, try and keep him on an even keel. Um, but you know, the, I, I guess the reality is that the target audience that that ad reached kind of looks like this now. Um, and they're my parents, they're Scott's parents. Uh, they're probably in their seventies, they've retired. Um, and there's a couple of issues with that. Um, whilst they have a higher disposable income, they actually purchase less. Uh, so their portion uh, is getting smaller. So from a value perspective, they're still really important to us, but volume-wise, they're starting to decline. And so unless we find a way to reconnect with a new younger Australia, uh, you know, in, in the next few years, we're gonna see a, a real cliff uh, from a volume perspective. So you know, the way we used to reach them was pretty straightforward, just buy 60 minutes uh, Sunday night, chuck a 30 on and you probably, uh, probably hit about 80% of the population. Uh, you know, but the reality is that um, you know, Australia's moved on. So 1990, there was only five TV channels. Go forward to 2000, there's over 50. Uh, there's zero paid TV, up to 20%. Uh, smartphones don't exist. The internet's just kind of taken off, but half the time it got interrupted because you were trying to play some crazy game and your mum wanted to call uh, someone. <laughs> mum, get off the phone! Uh, we probably all remember that, and tablets don't exist, right? Fast forward to 2015, you've got over 150 TV channels. There's a prolification of media. Um, the, the reference has actually dropped off this, but it's actually Magna Data, courtesy of um, UM. So if you want to know the actual source, I haven't just made the numbers up, uh, which I sometimes do. Uh, but you can see there's a lot of radio. Pay TV, interestingly, still only at 34%, and you find that that's actually fairly constant. You're not seeing huge droves of pay T cutting through. Internet penetration is still only at 80%, you know, and I think when you look at, you know, the plebiscite result today and you see that around 38% of people still voted no, you actually find there's pockets of rural Australia that still don't have access to the internet. Um, and, you know, that number I was find quite surprising. It's still only 73% of people have smartphones and tablets have finally started to take off. So the challenge we've got is that this is what modern Australia now looks like. Apart from um, the chambray shirts, it should be pointed out, not everyone dresses in the same... Yeah, they're, they're actually all uh, people from your agency, are they? It's all your staff. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Just paid them 50 bucks to be an extra. Yeah. They're, all, uh, they're all from the monkeys. Um, but, you know, it's gone from being, you know, my parents who are, they're also immigrants, right? They came out from, from Europe, um, but they, they don't look uh, any different to anyone else. And I always say, well, diversity is more than just appearance. You've got age, you've got ability, you've got gender, you've got orientation. It's religion, which no doubt will pop up at some point today. Um, but, you know, it's about making sure the campaign actually had a purpose and was genuine about communicating with a whole bunch of uh, different audiences. So Scotty can probably talk a little bit about the actual execution of that. Do you want to watch it first? Let's, let's yeah, watch okay. the... Um, oh, where is on. it? Here. Hi, I'm Luke Jacobs with a Z, and I'm here to address concerns that too many perky white males are contributing to a lack of diversity on our screens. We couldn't agree more. Hey, Sakura. Hey, Mustafa. So we're getting together over the ultimate cross-cultural protein to help put this right. <sighs> We've got everyone in the room. Well, technically, it's not a room. Hey, let's not be spaces. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Dad. Shh. 
Sorry. We've got all the stands. Got Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and this guy. Stan. People of color? I mean, who isn't? Oh, we've got our white whites, translucent whites, beige whites, red whites, and our dark whites who are darker than the light dark guys. It's a thing. All religions, faiths, and beliefs. Can I talk to you about Jesus? Yeah, sure. He's not gonna put it. It's Jesus. Jesus. Ooh, thank you. Oh, and of course, Jordan's here, she's Greek and proud. Do you know what the best thing is about diversity? Everything. So let's stop talking about it and get together over the meat that doesn't discriminate. Right. Lamb's ready. So, who's here first? Uh, that'd be us. Right, you are. Are we still talking about not talking about diversity? I give up. <laughs> Extra bonus bit at the end there. That wasn't on the, uh, no, the official film. No, I think that ended up in the cutting room yeah. floor along the yeah. way. Anyway, yeah. never seen before. But they, look, that was, that was, that was a... <laughs> That was an excellent, uh, a really, I suppose, pivotal moment for us where we, uh, as a brand, Lamb Stands for Unity, bringing people together over a, over a lamb meal. And we'd done that in, a, in a, a couple of different ways. But this was the first time we'd gone, you know what, let's talk about Australia and what, <coughs> what Australians are, who Australians are for real. If you get off a plane and you look around an airport arrivals hall, what do you see? You don't see what you normally see in Australian media. Mm. And right at that time, and we, we'd, um, point of interest, we, we'd originally put Waleed Ali as the main character there, uh, do, doing the, the talk all the way across. But he'd, he'd, in the meantime, between us doing this, he won a gold Logie and got up and did the joke that we'd scripted, yeah. which was, uh, Don't do, not, do not adjust your sets. And so we quickly had to <laughs> think of something else. But, you know, we, and we find had, another actor because he could. Yeah, work. and find another actor. <laughs> Arkadas uh, was an incredible Bengali Australian, uh, brilliant actor. But this was a, a, a real conscious step on our part because it, it started with. It's been a brand that's been about Australia Day, and a couple of years ago we did did a thing for Australia Day that uh, it it just it was just starting to feel like it wasn't right to talk about Australia Day. If you're a brand that talks about unity and comes from a place of unity. How can you talk about and, and, and stand for Australia Day when you've got this population? Are you this or are you just going like yeah, to go I'm, about eight sides further on? I'm, I'm getting there, Howie. I'm getting there. I always do. So we, we decided that there had to be a move, but it wasn't going to happen at the next Australia Day thing. So we thought, you know, let's, let's talk about Australia as it is, as a move towards a unified Australia, and, how, and then how can we celebrate Australia? But what we did here, um, made the film put every piece of, I don't know, every... every there was 130 cast and it was shot in one take. Um, so we spent a whole day practising and then a half day again half day trying shooting. to get it right before we started shooting. I think that was take 24. Yeah. But we tried to get every single person that could possibly represent you know, Australia in there and apparently we failed because we got a few people saying, hey, well, I wasn't included, but it was only a few. But we had to be authentic about it, so we went out uh, to Alfred's Point uh, previously. 
we wanted to talk in people's language, so we, we've had a very simple line, lamb tastes good in any language, and we translated that all over the place. So we used all. Identity, who actually spoke this morning, and we worked um, with them to go through and use the census data and understand the top five spoken languages in Australia, uh, but then beyond that, where they were spoken. And so then what we actually mm. do is we partner with O Media to buy outdoor placements that were in and around congregations of people who spoke that language, then put it in publications, served it through Facebook. So people who listed a particular language in their Facebook profile, then we served them ads in that language. Um, and we actually even did a couple of installations with O Media that were in Braille. Um, and people have done it really big, uh, kind of replicating what Braille looks like, but we actually worked with people from that community who said, well, that's, that's actually disingenuous. So if you went up and actually ran your finger along um, an outdoor ad, a couple of them for O Media actually said, lamb tastes good in any language. So. Again, I think we're talking about authenticity before and about um, you know trust and you know when we try and do these things, we always have authenticity and trust at our core. Should we rail through to Ausday? Yeah. Or do you want to make the point that we're making things that people actually choose to engage with? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so like well, there was ads versus content, but we mm. we look at it as making content um, because people actually want to watch it instead of cat videos. Skip past that. You know, and, and it generated a huge amount of earned media. Um, Australia just made the most diverse ad ever. You know, and that was really the intention was to try and make sure that we could show the true face of Australia, not just the one they see on television. And, you know, 5.6 million views of which about, I don't know, uh, 60% were organic, I think, or 40% were organic. And the earned media, 166 million impressions um, generated from 372 pieces of coverage. So it's not actually even just the video that we create or the outdoor ad, it's actually the talkability that comes from that and the fact that it goes into mainstream media and they publish stories about it. Uh, and we sold a lot of lamb, you know, and I guess that's really what it's about at the end of the day. We sold 5.3%, which is nothing compared to what you'll see for Australia Day, but for spring, that was a record spring. So um, to Scotty's point, we had a problem. We'd made this ad that was about diversity and bringing Australia together, um, but to make a campaign about Australia Day to follow that up, which is where we were trying to get to, would seem disingenuous when around 9 to 10% of the Australian population uh, um, associate with an, an Indigenous heritage, Australian Indigenous heritage. So we realised that we couldn't make an ad about Australia Day despite the fact that after 12 years of doing that, that was the thing that we'd become known for. Uh, so we had a long journey in, in making this. Scotty had hair like mine before we started. Um, <coughs> That's pretty stressful. We had a, our, script was, our script was leaked, um, which we'd never sort of come across before. It was an early script that had stuff in there. And if you want to know where the edge is, sometimes you've got to put your toes over the side to find out. Uh, and there was a lot of commentary about that. And um, Scotty and I were on the phone. I was like, man, what do we do? He's like, I don't know. And he Googled leaked script and up came Star Wars Episode Eight. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. all right, on the scale of problems here, like I think Lucasfilms have got bigger issues than we do. Uh, you know, it's kind of fun when those things happen just to bring you back down to, to size and help level you out a little bit. But, you know, we continued to consult and we consulted widely and, and, and heavily, I guess, to try and get to a place where Indigenous Australia were willing participants in this. And we actually ended up with Reconciliation Australia posting this to their Facebook page once it went live. So we kind of knew that through consultation and talking to everyone that we'd got to a pretty good spot. So we'll play it and then talk about it. <laughs> Spot. Fly up the barbie. Anyone else coming? Oh, a beautiful spot like this, it'll be packed before you know it. Uh, 
Did you organize the chips and dips? Yeah. Great spot. Oh, thank you. How long have you guys been here? Seems forever, man. <laughs> hey, where are you all from? We, sir, are from Great Britannia. We are the first fleet. Yeah, not quite, Mac. <laughs> Bonjour. Oh, my God, it's the French. Hommage. It's the Germans. Oh, at least they brought their own. Who's bringing the ice? How many bags do we need, Daddy? Keep shipping, shackles. It's going to be big. My China's right. Where'd you get those? This week. What's this? 16th First Fleet. Oi, it's the Italians, the Greeks, and Serbians? Hey, mate, do you know where the backyard is? What about 4,000 k's of it out here? Need a wicket? Trust me, you need one of these around 2 a.m. Chili sauce? You did remember to let the neighbours know, right? Yeah. Mm. To his barbecue, eh, bro? Hey, hey, where should we put the chili bit? I couldn't keep him white. Should we crack a vegan joke? Nah. <laughs> it's not a party with our eyes. Well, Hey, guys, what's the occasion? Do we need one? Look, it's the boat, people. Hang on. Aren't we all boat people? And you're welcome. What is that? Look, it's the boat, people. Thanks for having us, guys. Great spot for a barbie. Best in the world. Mm. I still get little um, <clears throat> hairs on the back of my neck that go up. You know, just that line, he says, um, great spot for a barbie. And he says, yeah, best in the world. You know, I think that... That was the me message we were trying to nail in that. Um, and even making it well, wasn't without its troubles on the set on day two. Yeah, we, 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 as uh, Howie says, there was a lot of consultation with Reconciliation Australia and other Indigenous groups. And I, I don't think I've ever been more nervous in my life about you know, doing the right thing by one group of Australians, as, as and I think we all were, yeah. uh, as, as this job. And the consultation went through uh, many different levels uh, and... You know, even even down to on set where we'd get to a point, and main one of the actors, the main actor, said, "Oh, look, I I just don't feel like I can say this." And the sun's going down. You're running out of time to shoot. And I was sitting there going, "All right, what? If you've agreed to this script for the last month or so, what mm. do you what do you want to say? What do you feel like's right for you?" And it was about the uh, we're all boat people, and he he said, "We're not boat people. We want to say you're welcome or something like that." So that that's what we ended up with. But that's you know, the last five seconds of that moment it, it comes to um, it comes to fruition. But Scotty's it, actually been generous. The guy wouldn't say the line. <laughs> Script had been approved. It was on set. It was lunchtime, day two. I can get grumpy, believe it or not. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And the guy wouldn't deliver the line because he felt passionately about it. And so, anyway, we negotiated on the set and we got there. But, you know, neither Paul Middleditch, who shot that, or Scott had experience of actors not wanting to actually follow through on the script that was agreed. So right until the very end, there was consultation going on and having to be flexible in what it, what it looked like. 
The so, conversation was fine. It's just that it happened on set as opposed to a week earlier when we right. could have figured it out. But that's okay. You know, these, these things happen. And you, you, we ended up with something that I, I think most people are very proud of. And uh, you know, my father-in-law, who works in the uh, Prime Minister's office uh, in Indigenous Affairs, had it sent round to him. Oh, I was petrified the day it went out. And it, oh. it, had, it had it sent round to him uh, by his boss, who's uh, Indigenous, with an extremely positive message. And he called me and said, look, I think it's going to be all right. I went, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and it's, it's hard because, you know, no matter how hard you try and how much you consult, you still recognise that you're not going to get everyone on side with the kind of work that we've become known for doing. Um, interestingly, though, there was no zero complaints that were able to be accepted by the ASB. Um, the one before had a bunch of people complaining because we were discriminating against white guys, um, which didn't go anywhere because the white. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Whites. Yeah, the white whites. <laughs> got got uh, the angry. Know, perky white males. Yeah. Um, but this one had, had no complaints. There was a couple of people complained that we didn't say Australia Day. We said, well, we sell lamb, not Australia Day, so it doesn't mm. have to say that. Um, and so they were, none of them were actually um, had to be responded to. But 9.3 million views, and I think that's continued to grow since the campaign period's ended. But what's cool about it was 60% were organic. And so what it means is it actually changes your marketing strategy and your media strategy from being a paid strategy because 60% of those were free, so about five-odd million uh, were free, 5.4, and so you can actually pull paid media from behind the content because it's getting so many organic views and you can redistribute it into your other channels which are on path to purchase, so you can put it behind digital outdoor, you can put it behind display, you can put it into radio if you're using radio, so you actually re-divert your money. And it's actually got to the point now where our organic views are so high that our marketing and media mix is very different to what it was, say, back when Richie's Barbecue was one of the first ones we did together a few years ago, and we only got about 1.5 million views back then. And now we're, you know, I mean, uh, spring this year, with all its um, uh, hurdles that we've had to overcome, has had over 12 million views, of which 90% have been organic. So this idea of um, organic views and creating content that people want to watch that's not traditional advertising, um, there's, there's kind of a, an opportunity there for everyone and one that we've really worked hard to exploit. Uh, nearly 1,500 pieces of media coverage with a combined audience of over 300 million. So if you put those two campaigns we've shown you together today, it's just shy of 2,000 pieces of media coverage with a combined viewership or, or opportunity to see of nearly half a billion. Um, so they're really, really big numbers. Uh, and a huge sales uplift. So that's a two-week sales uplift versus the yearly average, nearly 37%. Uh, and our favourite part of the whole thing, Scotty? <coughs> Career highlight, being uh, called a politically, politically correct rat bag by, by Pauline. Pauline Hansen. 
But it goes to show in the context of... From the former One Nation Party, which yeah, now has yeah, actually no yeah. members of it. But the, the re reframing Australia context, it's, it's nice to know that you know, in our own tiny way, you, you, can, you can affect the Australian narrative. You don't, it's not all just about chucking diverse faces on screen or whatever. You, you can, uh, you know, talk, 9 million views over two weeks, that, that's a third of the country saw that. Including babies. Including babies. And you can, you, you, you can affect in your, in your own little way, all, all of us here, like how are we changing the narrative? What is the Australian narrative? It feels like we're at a point where it's like, okay, we've, we're a bit over the, the living off the sheep's back and the, the lifesavers and, you yeah. know, cliched white Australians. It's, but what is it now? What's next? Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, I think Rosie wanted to ask us questions, so I hope we didn't talk for too long. No, you're all good. Okay. Thank you both very much. If you want to just take a seat. Sure. Hopefully no really difficult questions. And we will open the They'll questions to the floor as well. So if you do have a question, do raise your hand and a mic will come to you. Um, we have about 12 minutes, so um, we'll try and whip through some questions. Um, we'll touch on the controversy that you guys have touched on a little bit there. But I wanted to pick up um, on something that actually was said in our opening <clears throat> session this morning by um, Maureen Faruqi, who is um, a Greens MP. She talked a lot about the efforts in advertising and media to target communities um, and kind of bring diversity and multiculturalism in are still being very much a box-ticking exercise and it can still be very skin-deep and it kind of um, reverts to stereotypes. And the stereotypes is something you guys have deliberately done in those ads. So I wanted to kind of touch on why you went with that sort of approach of taking on those cultural stereotypes and why you think that's a kind of the positive way to bring the conversation in and, and approach it that way. Looking at me. I'm looking at you. But okay, there's, so there's uh, sort of... I just avoided uh, eye contact for that one. <laughs> okay, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of things there. There's, there's, there's box ticking, or you can live it. You can, and the brand that we're living is about unity and bringing Australians together. And if you look at Australian media, it's still frighteningly white. You put together a case study of the stuff that we've done there, and you get all the media that's been done about it, whether it's Sunrise or uh, whatever today, whatever it is, it's almost all white still, and which was the basis of where we started with that uh, spring campaign with Arkadas. Um, so in that case, that was box ticking for the sake of saying, why the fuck are we box ticking? This is stupid. Get out there, anywhere, go out the front of the building here and look around. It's not what you see reflected in media. And that's the comment we were trying to make. Mm -hmm. And so you guys are obviously taking this deliberate approach and you said it's a very conscious decision to kind of be doing the right thing and be tackling it. Why do you think that so much advertising is still so frighteningly white, as you say? Why aren't other brands doing it so overtly? Why isn't it happening? Well, I think you only have to reference this morning's postal outcome to see that 38% of the population were prepared to vote no. Um, we're not a progressive society. We are not a lot of the things that we think we are. We're not easygoing. We're none of these things. Um, it's a facade that we put up and we actually probably dine out on our past, but even then we weren't great at this stuff. You think about We're the term worse. WOG, you know, and so many shameful things that we look back in in Australian's history. We've never really been very welcoming of people here. Um, I think we just have short memories. We forget this and we kind of live in chapters, but so many brands are not prepared to go and do this because unintentionally we're still living in the past. And something else that was, um, was touched upon this morning and I've had conversations with people in the past about is that a lot of people say that it's, um, it's too labour intensive and too expensive and too difficult to 
to target their messages at different communities because you're kind of trying to balance up being a, a mass marketer who targets the whole population as well as having you know, nuanced messages to different communities. What's your, what's your kind of view on that and how you, you balance out the, the effort that it takes and the payback and the, the business argument for that? We only need one message, right, Scotty? Yeah, I mean. it's, uh, look outside. What is the mass market? Yeah, and I mean, we, we talk about the, the purpose of Lamb all the way back to when Naomi Watts was uh, in our ads was, was about it's the meat that brings people together, right? And so that's unwavering over 30 years and this purpose of bringing people together or unity has been unchanged. So the message that we put out there only ever has to be based around this idea that lamb is the meat that you eat when you come together. And you can say that in 4,000 different languages. All you need is someone, Google Translate, who will do a shit job of trying to get it pretty close. That's not labour intensive. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's, there's ways of doing this. I, I think people try and come up with different messages, and, you know, and, and we'll probably come on to it in a minute, but you know, so much of what we talk about is that we as humans add layers onto ourselves to try and differentiate ourselves. We get different haircuts, or we wear different types of clothes, or we like a different sporting team, or we like a particular band, or we have a religious following. And these are all things that we put on top of ourselves. When you strip all that away, at the end of the day, we're all fairly similar with the same you know, basic values. Wherever you are in the world, you just want safety, you want to raise your kids in an environment where they can prosper, and you, and you just want to be happy. So, Very deep, Howie. Well, I, I don't have a job at the moment, mate, so I can <laughs> philosophise. <laughs> <laughs> we might come back to that one as well. Um, so you also touched on the controversy that you guys um, have kind of courted in a lot of your advertising. Sometimes the complaints don't get upheld, but, but they do create a lot of discussion. Never. They've never been upheld, by the way. Always never. Um, but they do attract a number of complaints. Um, and there is also a sort of a deliberately controversial message there that gets people talking. Yeah. Um, is the, I mean, there's obviously an inherent risk in taking a strategy that, that is controversial or will garner um, complaints. How do you sort of weigh up um, the, the balance between it being controversial for the sake of being controversial or controversial to, to drive the message and make the right point? Well, I don't think it's ever controversial for the sake of it. I think we um, have just been prepared to say things that other people won't say. Um, and, and often the things that people are talking about, so many of the topics that we try and tackle are water cooler conversations. It's what Australians are actually talking about. But some of the things are not things that we say in the open. We're always prepared to say them in our, in our own homes. But the idea that Australia is not white, we've moved on, I don't think is... I mean, it's controversial to say it, but I don't believe it's actually really controversial. Hmm. Scott, for your team, what's the, the sort of... How do you approach the controversy? Well, you, you never... You, you, you want to get a message across, and in this case, it's always unity, done in different ways. Hmm. Sometimes when you, you're going for that, like uh, I think Howie said it earlier, you don't always get it right and things can't, there's oversights and sometimes you, you get things that you think, oh my God, we, we didn't think of that. Your purpose is to try and make, a, make commentary around we should all be coming together or getting around the dinner table more often, no matter what religion you are. It's, um, Remember we did Operation Boomerang and we've spent all this time trying to respond to feedback that was too white. So we've got Lee Lin Chin, who's not white and not male, uh, you know, did all this stuff and we we're so busy trying to respond to that that we called it Operation Boomerang just because it was kind of a, the name seemed suitable. And as soon as it hit, everyone's like, oh, you've misappropriated Indigenous Australian culture. And we were literally devastated that we'd made such a simple oversight in that. And we were so upset that we'd offended a group that was not, you know, it was actually unfortunately collateral damage and all that because we really didn't want to do it, that. It was, it was actually in that case mostly white Australians being offended on the Indigenous behalf but that happens a lot. 
Yeah, yeah they, you, they, you, they you drown get, you get out the conversation. Yeah. Concerned Australia, yeah. I call them. There's mm. a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> they all live near you. It's all my neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> Always goes quiet in January. No, I don't get to go on any barbecues. He's done it again. And so you guys are um, obviously taking a very overt message. Um, something else that came up this morning was talking at uh, talking about um, advertising agencies um, and sort of the choices that are made in casting. And often it's a kind of a, a quite sort of can be quite a lazy process to kind of cast the person that you've always cast. How are you guys in your agency, um, Scott, trying to do the same kind of thing for multiculturalism? with your other clients and how do you approach casting decisions and the creative decisions that you make? Well, the, it's a really good question and one that's been, we've, we've been grappling with for years. I mean, we used to uh, do work for Australia's leading pay television provider and... Only 34% penetration though. <laughs> you would, uh, you know, they were, and they were a fantastic group, but you put the casting up and people would say, oh, I don't really like that person. You say, why? Well, they're... Um, well, and they'd be darker than the other people. But you're saying, but they're the best actor, and this, this is this is Australia, and those, you know, that changed very slowly over time. Where and it, you're still having these conversations today, where we've got past this, you know, the whole diversity thing, where we came out with that that spot, and then there was the John Cena thing in in America, yeah. and then it hit like fever pitch over the course of a few months in the Super Bowl, and then Pepsi completely jumped the shark. And I think since that moment, you know, it's, it's so um, concentrated on, you know, people, people going, oh, we should have someone of different uh, appearance in here. And all our consideration is, are they the best at what they're doing? Do they represent the people that they're trying to represent the best? It's an interesting point, though, because I, I don't know why and I can't base this on anything, but so many actors that seem to be available for the roles that we need aren't diverse themselves. No, that's true. You don't have a diverse palette in this country, you just So it don't. makes it hard to try and find them and sometimes you have to take the second best performance if you're doing the work that we do because you need to make sure that you've got that split. The worst thing sometimes. you can do is be token and you see a lot of that in the States. You see, you know, there's a group, a group of four and there's the Chinese guy, there's the black guy, a beer there's the white girl and the yeah, yeah. Hispanic, and yeah. that, I mean, that's just bullshit. Mm. It doesn't talk to the kind be, of authenticity yeah, we talked about Let's earlier. just be real about Hey, mate, do you want to come for a beer? Can you make sure we've got an even representation <laughs> of the, the, the population there? <laughs> okay. So I've got one more question before we do open the floor to um, some questions. Um, so how are you did mention, don't have a job at the moment. You are soon to start um, a new gig at Westpac. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you can't talk um, for, for Westpac yet, but... Um, how do you hope to be kind of taking this type of approach into your new organisation, into mm. what you kind of do there? Look, I, I think ownable and distinctive is really the strategy. Um, creating work that people, when they see it, recognise that it's work for Westpac. Um, I think, you know, bringing the brand's purpose to life and, and, and having that present in all the work that's going on. Um, it's a pretty big organisation. Um, 40,000 employees um, and you know they have a point of view on, on many topics that are in, in, in society but you know banks are interesting that, that they don't want controversy so don't expect to see any of this stuff going on but what you can hopefully expect to see is work that you know in time becomes things that you, you enjoy watching as well. Mm -hmm. I think um, advertising has a bit of a dirty stigma to it but creating content that's likeable and, and shareable I mean we're you, you and I were talking before, we're in the, the midst of all the Christmas ads coming out, most of which are a bit shit. 
Um, We're making a really good one at the moment. You are? Mm. Please, someone do one. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, there's an opportunity to try and own particular times of the year, whether that's Spring and Australia Day or whatever that is, but start to build work that people don't mind watching. I think if we can get to that place, then I think it will be good. You've got to bet the cats, the cat videos. About cat videos. Mm, yeah. So, do we have any questions from the floor? Now I've probably gone way over my uh, my quota. There are some mics around. Surely someone wants to make Howie say something outrageous on stage. Oh, we have one over here. Thank you, Howie. Unemployed. <laughs> yeah, where's your next job? Um, no, just uh, congratulations on the ad. It's a fantastic ad. Uh, notably, though, it's a it's an ad that took an enormous amount of work, and I I think you might have mentioned that there wouldn't be a lot of uh, marketing uh, agencies or marketing people that could probably afford that to be able to put that into a particular message, but it was it was uniquely something that was designed. And correct me if I'm wrong, to speak to everybody at once. And I think a lot of the conversation and topics that we're talking about here are sending messages to specific groups, like having unique messages to these ethnic groups. I, I don't know whether that's always needed as much as we say, but how does that differ from what your challenge was there? I think, I think a lot of the companies that the people in this room deal with need to have maybe unique messages, whereas yours was one to everybody. Very difficult in itself. Uh, you might have answered your own question. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we are lucky in that we are talking a message of unity and, and by the virtue of what that is, it needs to resonate with everyone. Um, so it's about finding that common message or that, that common topic that actually is relevant to everyone. And that is, no matter where you're from, your background, like, you know, you talk to amazing people who've migrated to Australia and, and tried to make their uh, new life here and they talk about the easiest way to assimilate with people in their neighbourhood is through food uh, because it's a true representation of who they are and where they're from. And you may not speak very good English and you may not have any idea of how the cultures work, but if you want to meet the neighbours, you cook up a dish that's native to your background and you take it to your neighbours so they can experience some of your culture. The great thing about lamb is it, it's, um, whilst 45% of what we grow here in Australia stays here, 55% is exported. It's actually a truly global meat. Um, and so many people who've come from various backgrounds will have a story of some sort, the, the role that lamb's played in their background. So we can do broad messages. Um, how do you do it if you need to be much more specific? I think you still need to start from a higher order purpose and a higher order brand platform and be clear on what that is and then understand how that can be relevant to the different audiences. Because otherwise you're actually, that's when it gets too expensive or too hard to do because you go, how am I gonna come up with 14 different messages? Just come up with one message and find why it's relevant to the different groups. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you agree? have any other any other questions 100%. from the stage? Just one over here. Thank you. Hi, Reg from Red Elephant. Thanks for uh, presenting today. Um, just had a question around from your cr creative experience um, and picking up on the first question around stereotyping and, and, and it, picking on the stereotypes and using that as, as the tactic. Um, how do you see over time this evolve um, when you're trying to reach a you know, such a segmented group, from a creative perspective, how do you evolve that message over time and move beyond the Croc Dundee stereotype model up for all the different uh, cultural groups? Well, good question. Uh, I have no idea, which is the, which is the beauty of, of what we do. But what we do know, uh, and we'll probably say it till we're blue in the face, we, we come from, with this brand from Unity, 
how do we talk about unity? So we moved from, you know, with varying levels of, of success from diversity to taking on the Australia Day topic to religion. I don't know what's next. Like well, yeah, I, do. You're I, about do, to shoot I do, I do, I'm actually about to shoot it. <laughs> but uh, after that, <laughs> and every, every year we'll do something and think, oh my God, what are we going to do? Yeah, but I think what you will find is that um, stereotypes are funny, right? Because when you say, oh, it's a stereotype, everyone always has a picture of what a stereotype is. So you can almost stereotype stereotyping. Um, but the reality of what it is, is we try and use visual or other devices that are a shortcut to get the message done quickly. And so I think if you, use, uh, if you put someone in an ad just to try and tick off a box, then I think it's stereotyping. If you use something that's a visual representation of a message that you're trying to get across, yes, it's still stereotyping, but I think it comes from a genuine place, which is to help the message. So if you look at the spring ad and we had all the different whites there, you could argue that's stereotyping what different whites look like, but what it was was a creative visual device that helped to shortcut a pretty complicated message. And we had people like uh, Jordan Raskopoulos, who's um, a transgender, but included her because she was Greek. So you try and use some sort of clever devices to get in there, which tries to break down some of those problems. You know, I mean, Scotty and the, and the team and whoever takes over at MLA are in the process of bringing out what I think is a very clever um, not too clever, but like a nice take for Australia Day this year, uh, which is not Australia Day, but it really, again, takes a look at where we're at as a country and the different conversations that are being had and the kind of battles that we're having inside our country here right now. And that's really what Australia Day has been about for the 15 years it's been in existence, is a, is a snapshot of social commentary about what the hell's going on at the moment. And maybe just to not take ourselves so seriously, like we've kind of lost that Aussie larrikinness and we concerned Australia are taking over and we can't let them win. <laughs> and, and on that, I have let us go horribly over time, so I'd like to thank you both again for your time uh, for you. joining us today. You've been listening to a special edition of the Ad News podcast from our Ad News Live Reframing Australia event. Check out our website for more content. over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.